Welcome back for another episode of Rookie Rundown, the sports podcast for the casual fan. This week we've got pickleball, football, baseball, and uh, hockey ball. Yeah, Jacob, let's go ahead and start with the NFL and the MLB. Yeah, so let's start with the NFL. Obviously there have been games, um, but really nothing is quite clear on which teams are good and which teams are bad. But what we do know is that Cleveland Browns uh, star defensive lineman Miles Garrett got in a car crash, uh, I believe, on Tuesday, where his Porsche like flew off the highway and <gasps> rolled multiple times while he was in it. Um, he said that he swerved to avoid an animal, um, but it turns out he was going at least 65 in a 45 and just like flew. And there was a female passenger. Both of them are released from the hospital. Um, with non-life-threatening injuries. Is he out for the season? I don't think so. Um, it hasn't even been made clear if he's out for this week yet. Um, but it's certainly pretty incredible. And apparently he has a history of reckless driving. Oh, so. well, that's no good. Yeah, it's not. And this is why it's a bad thing to speed. So. Yeah, well, I already knew that. Hmm. What else has been happening in the NFL? Well... It's not really the NFL, but it's a former NFL star, uh, Brett Favre. I don't think we've talked about this before, but uh, Brett Favre is from Mississippi. Well, I think he's from Mississippi, but at the very least, he played college football at the University of Southern Mississippi, and his daughter was on the volleyball team there. And he is tied to a scandal where over $5 million of federal welfare funds were channeled to a new volleyball practice facility instead of you know, the, the poorest state in the country is poorest people. Wow. Yeah. And so it turns out that his foundation, which is dedicated to helping those with breast cancer, may have donated, I believe it was $140,000 over the last six years to the University of Southern Mississippi. But um, six years, his daughter hasn't even been there. Yeah, I know. But like, it's, it doesn't really matter because they shouldn't be giving money to a university when they're about... Because it's not to the university itself, it's to the university's athletic foundation. Yeah, that's wrong. Yeah, so it is wrong. And it's just a whole mess. And there's like text between him and the governor of Mississippi and all sorts of stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so that's definitely something to keep your eyes out in terms of sports ethics and stuff like that. Yeah, that's crazy. Huge violation of ethics. It really is. Speaking of things that are... Uh, I guess a violation of somebody's privacy. I don't know if you've seen this when you've been watching NFL games, but the cameras they put up in the coaches' booths above the stadium, have you ever seen this camera view? I think so. It's like at table level and there's all the coaches. Oh, yeah. And it's normally through the outside of the window, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. The uh, camera captured the Bills offensive coordinator absolutely losing his mind when they lost to Miami. He's like slams his tablet and like off the table a bunch of times and papers and some assistant who you can't tell like covers the camera with his hand <laughs> after like 10 seconds of the guy losing his mind. I mean, I get it, but I feel like I feel like you if you're a coach in that environment, you kind of have to act like you're always being recorded. Yeah, he was just upset and I guess forgot. And yeah, I guess. Well, in baseball news, the regular season for baseball is wrapping up, and uh, 
unsurprising to everybody, the Pittsburgh Pirates are really in the thick of it this year. They are a mere 48 and a half games out of playoff position with six games left in the season. Um, really, really can't wait to see how they pull this one out. So you're saying there's a chance. No, there's no mathematical chance. <laughs> Maybe L- if literally all the zero. other teams like get super it would be sick. Impossible. Oh well, now there we go. Maybe if maybe if that. It'd happens. have to be like literally every single other team, though. Yeah, it would be. If you remember from when we talked about the MLB strike back in February and March. Yeah. Um, we talked about the new playoff format. So this year there are six teams that will go to the. Uh, to the playoffs in baseball in each league. And for the last two spots, there are three teams that are all like fighting for it. You have the Philadelphia Phillies, the San Diego Padres, and the Milwaukee Brewers, and they're all within a game of each other. So it's all like really, really close as we come down to the wire. It's very exciting. Yeah, that'll be exciting. So there, there's two wild card spots. There are three. Oh, well, you just said three teams are fighting for the wild card spot. So wouldn't they all get one? Uh, one of the wild card spots is already taken, um, and it's just like out of reach. By who? It'll be either the New York Mets or the Atlanta Braves. Well, wouldn't whoever didn't get that one get this other one? Well, they're both fighting for first place in their division, so the division leaders automatically qualify. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so. so you're saying either the Phillies, the Padres, or the Brewers would be their, the top of their division? N- no. There's the wild there's there's the wild card spots. Yeah. And they're all fighting for the last two wild card spots. That's what I said. There's three people fighting for two spots. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay. Anyways, it's all very exciting and you know, every game counts down the stretch and I hope they all lose. Speaking of people that really I'm tired of having to follow closely. Um, Aaron Judge from the Yankees set the American League home run record this past week. He has hit, well, technically he tied it. He has hit 61 home runs this season. That's a lot. It is, and it sparked a lot of debate. I don't. How much do you know about the steroid era of baseball? Vaguely, bare minimum. Okay, so in the 90s, a lot of the big sluggers were taking steroids, and the MLB, like tacitly approved of it because it was great for ratings like dudes were jacked and hitting just tons of home runs i mean it was good for the sport um and so now there's a bunch of like baseball purists saying well technically this should be the record like he should be the record because he's clean which is so stupid because back in the 90s Nobody thought those guys were on steroids at the time. Like, mm-hmm. Aaron Judge, I have no proof of this, but he could be on steroids, and we would not know. Yeah, you wouldn't know. So, like, you can't go around. It just irritates me when people say that. It's like, we don't know. The dude is six foot seven and he's jacked out of his mind. It's the first season he's ever stayed healthy a full year. He could very – and it's a contract year. He could very well be on roids or some other performance-enhancing drug. Not that we're saying that he is. No, but, like, he could be, and we wouldn't know. Yeah, I did hear an interesting story about Aaron Judge. So he's actually from Florida and his, not his wife. Or no, he's not from Florida. What's what's the name of the team they were playing? They were playing at Toronto? The Maple Leafs. No, yeah. The Blue Jays. Uh, the Blue Jays. Okay. The, if I have this right, the blue one of the Blue Jays coaches happened to catch this ball from the 61st home run but he ended up giving it back to Judge 
and the Blue Jays, co- I think it was an assistant coach, offensive it coach. It was. It was. A, mm-hmm. Yeah, and his wife was live tweeting from Florida about how she's going through a hurricane and her husband couldn't even bring back this historic ball to them. That's right. But he did end up giving the ball back to Judge, who gave it to his mother, Patty, who's been in the um, at the games for the past couple weeks watching to see when he would, if and when he would beat this record. Yeah. So has the son of the guy whose record he broke. Oh, that's nice. Whose record did he break? Roger Maris. I believe the record is from 1961. Wow, that's a long time ago. My parents were born that year. Yeah. Are you going to say something snarky about how old your parents are here? Nope. That was very restrained of you. Thank you. Speaking of things that are not restrained, there might be a new Major League sport coming up. Major League Pickleball. I'm here for this. I actually love playing pickleball. Please continue. Founder Steve Kuhn says the goal is that there will be 40 million pickleball players by 2030. Just to give you an estimate, USA Pickleball Association estimates that right now 4.8 million Americans play pickleball. So in the next, realistically, seven years, the sport would have to grow by like one and a half times each year, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. This week, LeBron James, Kevin Love, and Draymond Green announced that they were investing in a franchise option for a Major League Pickleball team. So that would be interesting to see. Other investors in Major League Pickleball include Drew Brees, Mark Lazry, and James Blake. So how do franchises work? Well, if I'm understanding this correctly, they are buying the right to have a Major League Pickleball team. But they haven't announced, like, a city or anything else? No. Okay. They just are buying the rights to a franchise option. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, it is. Pickleball is one of the new growing sports that came about during the pandemic. I've never played it before, Jacob. I know you have. But my understanding is it became popular because there's this area by the net. It's got kind of like a tennis net setup. It's a badminton net on the ground. Yeah, so like a tennis net. And um, there's a space on either side of the net called the kitchen, which you're not allowed to get in. Um, so it became popular during the pandemic because you could socially distance while you played it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not allowed to spike from that area. Yes. And it's also um, not a lot of running, so it kind of equalizes the playing field between um, people who are older and people who are younger. It's definitely a lifetime sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this. I'm interested to see how they make it a franchise sport. I know that Americans are really programmed to follow, like, a team from their area. Yeah. So I understand why they're doing it. It's just kind of weird, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like. Also, I don't know what the teams would look like because you either play one on one v 1 or 2v2. Yeah, and would it be, like, I know in college tennis, for example, you'd play, like, there's six matches, and then it's some. Um, there's a series of tiebreakers. I don't quite understand it all, but like there's a breakdown of doubles matches and singles matches. Yeah, and I just feel like we're not wired for that to be something we watch. No, but I think the goal is mostly the expansion of the sport, which I guess is theoretically everybody's goal. Yeah, it's all about money. Um, But it's still interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that. It will be. 
Speaking of things that are interesting to see what comes out of it, hockey season right around the corner, a couple weeks away, which is just absolutely absurd. It and feels like it just ended. It is such a long sport. It really is because it just ended in like May. May, yeah. Well, maybe even June maybe by the time it, Yeah, then. I'm thinking maybe it was June. Still, that's, I mean, it's crazy. And just kind of what I wanted to bring up, we're not going to touch a lot on the actual preseason because, I mean, it's so up in the air. We don't really know anything yet. But one of the things that has happened this preseason is young Anaheim Ducks star Trevor Zegras was absolutely crushed in the middle of the ice and is injured now. And my question for you is when it comes to exhibition games like this, do you think that it's still important for star players to play to get warmed up? Or is it better for them to not play and not risk getting injured? I mean, I feel like it it is a tough call because on one hand, I think even the best players still have to practice and, you know, get back in the swing of swing of things. But on the other hand, in a high contact sport like hockey, and, you know, it does pose some risk. I'm not sure what the right answer is. Um, I kind of feel like they should leave it up to the player and where they're at. And, I mean, I don't know Trevor Segrist, so maybe they did leave it up to him and he decided to play. Yeah, I mean, maybe he said he needed more practice. I don't know. Just wanted to get some live reps. Uh, anyways, speaking of people who should get more live reps, in college football this past weekend, the University of Arkansas kicker lined up to kick the game-winning field goal and he kicked it, and it literally hit the top of the upright. Like, it hit the the top oh of it, God. and it bounced out. So it didn't count. It, it Like, you couldn't, you couldn't aim for that spot. Yeah, that's insane. And so I feel bad for him. It, it is kind of hilarious. Uh, he did cost his team the game. But, I mean, just the odds of kicking a field goal and hitting it off the top of the upright are just – astronomically small yeah i've never heard of something like that happening Uh, me either now i have a discussion for us the best job in sports is it being a fired college football coach what what makes you say that are you familiar with a buyout uh they buy out your contract to end it early exactly and some of these buyouts in college football are like 12 to 15 million dollars oh my god who has that kind of money well rich donors have that kind of money and so we have already seen three power five coaches fired this year the coaches at nebraska arizona state and georgia tech and i just feel like it you don't lose in that situation like you got fired and sure that stings but you're walking away with millions of dollars you don't you have no responsibilities and that that you just cash the check. Yeah. I mean, if you you have to think about people's pride, too, though. I mean, it is kind of a blow to your pride to be a well-known – a football coach at a well-known institution and get bought out in the middle of the season. Like, that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, but you could cry your tears with all those dollar bills. I guess. Money's not everything, though. Like, you know, workmanship and – you know, respect for yourself. I still think it's the best job in sports. I thought being an announcer was the best job in sports. Mm, I don't know. You don't get paid millions of dollars to not do anything. Yeah. They're literally paying you millions of dollars to, to take days off work. Mm, I guess. Yeah. Fair enough. 
All right, well, for this week's final play, if you had to come up with a team name for a Major League Pickleball franchise, but it has to be some sort of punny name, it can be any city, any mascot, it can be a play off the sport name itself, what would you go with? Lots of options. First thought, right off the bat, Big Dills. Mm, I like that. I think mine would be the Pittsburgh Pickles brought to you by Heinz. Oh, this is great. Okay, the Wisconsin Dells could be mm. Dell Pickles. That's a good one. That's a good one. San Trindil. Mm. Philadelphia. Floridale. Oh, that one's not as good. Hmm. What are other types of? Little Jerkin. Kansas City Koshers. Kansas City Koshers. Yeah, that's good. Tallahassee Hamburger. Like hamburger pickles. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> I don't see how that, how, I mean, you put pickles on hamburgers, I guess. Oh, that's a, that's a good, that's a good one, Jacob. That is a good one. So what, what are you going to go with? You have your franchise, where are you taking it and what are you naming it? I'm not ready for all of that. Um, the Houston Big Dills. I feel like it kind of goes with the Texas vibe. Yeah, the personality of the city. Yeah. Inflated ego. Yeah, true. Oversized personality, yeah. Yeah. What I about think, you? I think I'd go with the Pittsburgh Pickles, brought to you by Heinz. You're just obsessed with Pittsburgh. <laughs> well, I think it's, you know, Heinz Pickles, you know, it's natural. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like this whole question was a setup for you to bring that up. I mean, as soon as we started talking about Major League Pickleball in different cities, it is what I thought of. But, I, I, you know, I just had to test the waters here. I hope they come up with really punny names. Oh, me too. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes of that. It will be. Well, stay tuned for our next episode where we'll talk about the final playoff picture for baseball and whatever happens in sports between now and then. Yeah, stay tuned. There's a bunch of NFL games over the weekend along with other sports. And make sure to follow us wherever you get your podcast or on Twitter or Facebook at Rookie underscore Rundown to find out more about episodes and let us know what we should talk about next. And don't forget to keep sports simple, stupid.